Hello, welcome back to the Sam Antics podcast. He's Matt. I'm Sam. He is back. And so am I. And that's just the way it is. Indeed, indeed. Now, we are back. We had a little break, Sakaba, didn't we? Oh, we did. It was it was an enforced break, Matt Dyer. It was, I think it was well needed. Um, you know, we've done 36 episodes um, pretty much every week. So mm. that's 36 weeks in a row. So it was just nice to have a little bit of a break, wasn't it? Years. Years. It was, it was really nice to sort of, um, yeah, take a step back and not worry. Not, I don't want to say worry about the podcast because we were both, I think the first week we were both quite, I don't want to say guilty, but guilty because we actually sat down to record the podcast. And then we both just had a real conversation with each other and said, look, we are not physically or mentally able to actually record this right now. Yeah. We need a step back. But it was it was it was good. I think it was it was well needed. We did it. Mm. We've come back refreshed and we're ready to go again with exactly. some fantastic content. Um so this is episode thirty seven of the Sound Antics podcast. Thirty seven. In thirty seven, Sagoba. And uh well, let's get straight into it. Sagoba. How the devil are you? But I um I am now a landscape gardenist. Sorry, come from? So, I've been going up to Bristol to help my out my um my older brother uh, do some gardening. It's more landscape gardening because we've taken up a load of turf, put in a paving sort of section, and then put a load of slate down. And it looks really, really nice. That's um, yeah, really, really reduced what we have actually done into five seconds, but. Um, uh, yes, and it looks amazing, Matt Dyer. And yeah, we did it just us. We didn't hire a guy. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it was good. And of course, a lot of train travel, Matt Dyer, which I know that you were quite jealous of, I'm sure. Well, Sakura, let's. I, you won't, I think you might know this, but um, you may remember that you, you sent me a series of um, voice notes um, and you were. How can I put this? You you were saying your displeasure at the train operating company GWR Great Western Railway. Um, uh, in, in fact, I do have them saved together, and I will input them <laughs> into this podcast now. MD SC, uh, I just need to get something off my chest about Great Western Railway or whatever they call themselves. Their seating situation is a f- joke. It's an absolute joke. Number one, all their seats only face one direction. I don't understand how they, that even works, but it only does. Like, for example, the carriage I was in I was in carriage A. Part one of carriage A was normal seats, sort of. It was like seats, then it's always a fours and then twos but not many of them. There's um, also massive um, luggage rack thing, which a guy was actually sat cross, cross-legged on. And then you have um, a single seat next to it. So you're thinking already, this is weird. Then you go into where I was sitting, okay? They had two, they had two, like two seats. Uh, so as you walk into the carriage bit, just immediately right and immediately left, there are two seats. Then just empty space 
no other seats for at least a good four steps. Then they had two facing the same way as the other two. Then opposite on the left-hand side, as you're looking down the carriage, is the toilet, which is fucking huge. Then on the right-hand side, you have just single seats. Just uh, three single seats, and then you have the end of the carriage. What the f***? And they, this is the worst part. I was in carriage A. They were all travelling backwards. How does that make sense? And another thing... The reason why I have to constantly stand when I go to Bristol, where I rarely get a seat, is because they literally have no seats. Like, all of their seats... I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. I honestly, honestly don't understand it. They have at least half the seats as they do on the Southwestern Rail or um, the, the one that you have up there. I don't understand. It's a busy sh- it's a busy sh- line. It goes from Portsmouth to Cardiff. And it's shit. It's complete and utter Like, what the f***? The government pay these guys to make people stand. Are you joking? It's a two-hour journey from here. And their um, service, their service, their, their actual trains are old as shit. They still have, um, they still burn off, still burn fuel. I actually get more, I actually get less of a carbon footprint when I come up to Leighton Buzzard and go on three trains, including the underground, than I do on one train to f***ing Bristol. Make it make sense. What the fuck? And this is just like a personal thing, is um, the seats are too close together. I, I can't sit. So when I was describing like the toilets, like where the toilet is, then like, you got the single seats. I physically can't sit in the single seats because my knees are like up to my chin. Oh, but I'm, I'm pissed off. It's a lot of them. Am I done? Well, so cool. That was uh, that was your little rant there on the GWR. Is there anything you'd like to say? Do you know what? I said it with my chest, and I'll say it now. Fuck them. Fuck the lot of them. But also, uh, I'm pretty sure I just broke a world record for the amount of times someone has said seats in such a short period of time. So, uh... Well, I can confirm that the seats on the train in question, uh, you can't actually... If you're tall, if you're, if you're more than five foot six, you cannot put... You cannot sit properly with your knees. You, can't, you don't have any knee room. You don't have any leg room. No. So if you don't have legs... Fantastic! What a what a seat we've got for you. How if forward you... thinking of the <laughs> God! We're going to be a difficult edit as it is. Stop saying that word. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, if you've got legs, no chance. So anyway, so cool. sorry to interrupt your uh, yeah. How you're doing there with your with your own GWR rant? Do you know what, Mad Eye? That sums it all up. So yes, yeah, that I'm, I'm standing by it. Um, yes, Mad Eye, how have you been this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
What's that going on? I have been okay. Not brilliant. Mm. But uh, okay. So that's the main thing. Um, things that have okay happened. Okay, you know? Well, exactly. So exactly. Things that have happened since we last did a podcast. Eurovision Song Contest. We came second. I am up in space, man. <laughs> no, if you're going to say man, you got to do the. You got to do it right. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I love the way you cleared your throat as if you were about to do it. Because I actually considered it. I was about. 70% of the way there and thought, let's not do that on the podcast. You don't think your voice can go that high? Oh, it can, but I just don't, I don't back myself for it to, you know, sound, uh, what's the word? Audible. Good. Good. Is, uh, he is. That's fair enough. Uh, something else I thought of while we were away, so do you remember when we used to buy multi-pack bottles of water when we were, when we were driving around and we used to go to Leadburn and roll down the windows and play Innuendo bingo in my in, car. Innuendo de bongo de bingo. Yes. <laughs> what a time. But how random that. is that? What, how, what made you think of that? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I just think I was just reflecting on like old things. Um, obviously, can't do innuendo bingo anymore because uh, COVID. Yeah, mm. that's the problem. That is the it's problem. It's not the spitting, it's spitting water over someone else, maybe. No, people enjoy that, Sigur. People uh, pay good money for that. Exactly, exactly. Um, not from the mouth either. No. We are back, FIFA. We are back. <laughs> uh, I've got two other things quickly to do. Um, just want to give a shout out, a couple of shout outs, if I may. No. Oh, I'm going to do it anyway because half my podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, shout out to my polar pal, Sean. He is doing for charity, Cancer Research UK, he's doing one of those white collar boxing things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not something I would do um, because I can't punch for shit. You mean you don't uh, want to step into a ring with a half naked man? I whilst don't. You're no. also half naked. No, I don't wish to do that, Sogora, um, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, shout out to you Sean. Yes, shoes, though. And, and that, pillows on your hands. So. It's not the shoes I have concern about, Sokora. Oh, really? It's my, my body. <laughs> <laughs> Boxing capabilities. Yes. So anyway, uh, shout out to Sean for the, uh, for, the, for the boxing for charity. Uh, I will put a link to his Just Giving, which is for, as I said, Cancer Research UK. So if any of the listeners would like to donate, I already have. Why don't you? Question mark. Yeah, so I'll put on it... a more serious note, um, <clears throat> absolutely amazing thing to do. And it's to train for the boxing and then to go into the ring and actually have, have a boxing match is something that not everyone can do, as, we, as Matt sort of alluded to there. But yeah, in all seriousness, it's a great cause. It's a great, great thing that he's doing. If you have spare money relying around, why not donate it? To be honest, he's just an all-round good lad as well. And you can't say that about many people these days. He's, he's a good egg, Sakura. He's a good egg. So... <laughs> That's the shout-out to Sean over there. Um, and 
it was my cousin's birthday yesterday, so happy birthday to him. I won't do the happy birthday song because I've got another song later on in the podcast that I want to do. So I'll just I'm say... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When did, <laughs> when did this become Sam Antics, the musical? When, when, when did that happen? Oh, so Gora, you, you know what song I'm going to do at the end of this podcast. Because we tried to do it last time, but it didn't pick it up. So it will be making a comeback, this podcast, now everything's working. That was like two, three weeks ago. I, I don't remember this. Bear. Ah, yes. Yes. Very good. And uh, yeah, so there we go. And now we're going to pass over to the angriest man I know, Matt Dyer, please take it away. Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Angry Man Reviews. Now, obviously, the break we had gave me more time to get angry over some new things. And uh, I have four, no less than four, Sagora, uh, new things to discuss with you today. Okay. Um, so the first one is the one that annoys me the most, and it still happens to this day, and I hate it. Okay. Workplace cleaners that clean your desk, but move all your things, and then don't put them back where they found oh. them when they finished cleaning. Get in the fucking bin. Honestly. Ockwombles, the lot of them. They just push all your shit from your desk to the back of your desk and it's all piled on top of each other underneath like your screens and stuff like when you get in the next day yeah i i what i do is i i move my keyboard back anyway because i always have my notepad in front of me yeah um now when i finish for the day 95 percent of the time i will put my pen either next to or on the notebook yeah okay and I'll come in in the next morning, that pen and that notebook will not be where I left them. The keyboard will be pushed back, not even in any, like, it's not even straight. It will be, like, crooked. And that really annoys me as well, the, yeah. the fact that they've moved it and it's not straight. Um, I just think, if you're cleaning somebody's desk that works there, mm. okay, fair enough, you're cleaning it, you know. But it takes two seconds to put things back. Why? Just why? Yeah. Go back to my diet. Just don't be a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> That's the motto of the podcast, really, isn't it? Uh, honestly, no, it infuriates me as well, because if you've got like a bottle of, um, like, uh, like an empty bottle of well, what was water on your desk, sometimes they'll just, they don't even care. They'll just like move their cloth all over the desk, hit the bottle of water, of empty, empty bottle of water. And it will just be like on its side when you get in the next day and you're thinking like, how stupid can you be not to see it? What are you doing? Are you just doing this to piss me off? Are you actually trying to piss me off? It got no. so bad when I was in customer service that I actually left a note saying, please don't move my things. Because oh, I, I, used, I used to find my pen like halfway across somebody else's desk. Mm. Because we had in, in CS we had... Um, conjoining desks they weren't like spread out from each other um yeah 
I just it just enraged me and I thought fuck's sake like just leave it alone so in the end I said just don't bother cleaning my desk I'll do it myself and that actually happened but unfortunately since then we've had new cleaners and I've moved offices yeah so it's just it, I just find it infuriating I don't know why is it me no. or is it like ugh, just no it's not you it's not just you it's me as well I'm ah oh. It's, no. it's, it's not me <laughs> it's not you it's me honestly the cleanest the cleanest situation like it's all cleaners i swear like i, th- I think they legitimately know it pisses people off so just, do they like, have like I, an international code that they like follow that says if we're cleaning somebody's desk we can move things but not put them back yeah you know, i don't know about like other workplaces and i'm not gonna you know i don't even want to slam like my own workplace but in other workplaces that i've been at they like wipe the desks down. They do all of this, and then you walk in the next day, and you've still got like there's like dust at the on the back of your um your chair and stuff. Like they don't actually deep clean. All they do is just piss you off. I swear to God, <laughs> that's all they're there. That's all they're employed to do, Zagora. And Hoover constantly. Like I swear to God, there's always a Hoover going when you've got cleaners in your office. I don't. I, yeah. Anyway, but I, what is your next one? Fucking hell. <laughs> this is Matt Dyer's angry bad of you, Zagora, but not a Zagora. Um, my next one, yeah, well, it's a bit, it's a bit niche. It's, it's more just to do with me more than other people as well. Okay. However, the other day, well, well, it wasn't the other day, it was about three weeks ago, and uh, Formula One was on. And whenever oh, Formula One is on, Matt Dyer has pizza for, for lunch on the Sunday. Okay. So. Yep. I um I thought oh what do I fancy oh I'll go for a pizza hut because like it's cheaper I can go and collect it which means I get more for my money rather than yeah. like you know, yeah so went on the website selected Leighton Buzzard and yeah. um, put the order through and they accepted it lovely I thought and this was at this was a quarter past twenty past twelve and I I selected that I'd collect it at one o'clock that gave me enough time to finish watching the w series um that yeah. we, they, they were doing their race and then that would leave me enough time also to walk there and get the goods yeah so i got there dead on one o'clock yeah. went to open the door yeah door was shut what this is this is peculiar so uh yeah the door was locked <laughs> right there was no one there, so I rung them. I rung them seven times. They did not answer. What? There was nobody there, Sagora. Why? What? what? There was nobody there. They accepted my order. The store was closed. Dave, impossible. How is that so possible? I actually came away from Pizza Hut with no pizza because there was nobody there to but... actually do my order. But at the other end of it, like when you put an order through to a fast food restaurant online, yeah, someone at the other end physically has to has push to accept a button it. to accept yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt Dyer, someone's just taking the absolute piss out of you there. Yeah, I mean, it was only nine quid, but that's not the point. So I sent a Matt Dyer special email, obviously. Very good. And uh, you know, you know that. Um, <laughs> do you remember when? When KFC ran out of chicken all those years ago. Oh, because yeah. They, because they changed their contract to DHL. I'm not saying yeah. anything. Um, and there was that new, the news report and that woman sitting in her car. And then this person asks, 
how does the KFC situation affect you? I had to go to Burger King. <laughs> this is me. I had to go to Domino's. And Domino's is expensive. Domino's is... Domino's. It, it, uh, this is the thing that frustrates me. Is Domino's, unless you've got a voucher code, you have to get a mortgage, but they always have a voucher code. I don't use voucher codes. I, or well, there's I just your use the meal. No, 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 no. I, hear me out. Right. I use the meal deals, meal deal options. Um, sometimes the meal deal options aren't the cheapest option. Oh, no. Well, you know, I, I'm fully aware of that. So cool. But uh, half the voucher codes I find online don't fucking work anyway. I think that's a Leighton Buzzard thing, if I'm honest. Sounds like a you problem, so cool. It sounds um, like, like Uber Eats. Do you remember Uber Eats a couple weeks ago we had a discussion i said oh yeah there's loads of um uber eats deals on oh yeah and you sent me that voucher code yeah not available in my area yes yes i'm saying nothing next one so mm-hmm. pint of milk okay. used to be used to be 40p in morrison's nice guess how much it is now uh, 50p no 69p i'm sorry someone, six, For 69. one one pint of milk 69p if i want a two pint of milk it's one pound 20. thievery yeah i don't get it i don't honestly i i okay no i do get it because the go- the government have raised like vat and stuff but don't get me started on the government so i will absolutely ruin boris johnson that sounds dodgy as hell i'm never really saying that did. ever again <laughs> No! We're saying... <laughs> no! Hello, welcome to the uh, Sound oh. Addicts podcast with me, Boris Johnson. Uh, <laughs> me, uh, Matt, Matt Dyer has absolutely ruined me. Uh, I'm, I, I do apologise for party gate. <laughs> Let's not go there, so Let's cool. move on. Let's move on. Uh, final one for the week. Yes. People... Oh, great one. Great one. Yeah, people fuck me off as well. No. <laughs> well, yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Matt Dyer. People. Fucking pricks, a lot of you. People that order extra gherkins with their food. Ah, uh, yeah, not these people. These people are cool. No. Yes. My cousin... is a cous- legend. No, no. My cousin Lee order- adds extra gherkins to his burger. That's he not, knows full well not. what I think about this. Our good friend, Ashley... Ashers. Ashers. Uh, you went proper Somerset then. Ashers. Why? Harry. My tracker. Stop. Right. So, Ashers, yeah. Yeah. She is a massive fan of gherkins. In fact, she, she just has them like... just. She'll just crack one open, like that's, the jar. And that's that's normal, but that's fine. No, it's, wrong with that. no, it's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. They are like little aliens. They're just the worst. Mm, I mean, I've got okay. I had a burger the other day from a well-known restaurant chain. Um, well, what did it rhyme with? Um. Uh, never poons. 
years. So I went for lunch with a friend. <laughs> Where? Hello. 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 Yeah, Hello. So I went for lunch with um, my work husband, and we went to uh, Neverpoons, and um, I ordered a burger. It came with gherkins, but what they hadn't done is sliced them like fine enough to like just be able to crunch open. Oh, what the absolute sick. twats did was they took the gherkins you get in a supermarket and literally cut it in half lengthways and then put it in. I've honestly thought my tooth was going to break because it was so difficult to chew. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Not when like you go to like McDonald's or something and they've sliced it horizontally so they're like discs. That's fine. One slice down the middle of the alien penis. It's just ridiculous. Well, you, I was just silent because everything you've just said is horrific. Because they are just horrific things. And uh, I'm not a fan, Segura. Mm. I am not a fan. So if you go by the name of Lee or Ashers, Ashers, get in the bin. No, Ashers and Lee do not get in the bin. Yeah, you they get in the bin. are going to sit on the podium because you have won the race of life. It's now time to cross the Bridge of Banter and go and visit our good friend Sam Cropper. Unfortunately, we knocked on his door. He didn't answer. So that's the end of the podcast. Good night. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Sam Cropper is at home and he is raring to go in our section. Story time with Sam. You nearly started and you honestly nearly started right there, Matt. I, I will not lie. Hello, people. So... What we've got this week is three very different uh, stories. Um, yep. The first that I'm going to say is actually something that's really, really interesting. I found so interesting and I actually want Matt to listen to this and react live with me. Um, the next is from a section on Reddit called Dead Bedrooms. I'm sorry? Dead Bedrooms. And Sounds the horrific. final one is, of course, am I the arsehole? Yes, you are. So, I, I, I know this is. Anyway, Matt Dyer. So, I'm currently reading a book uh, by Johan Hari called uh, Lost Connections. Okay. And I've got to... I've just gone past a bit in the book, and it's about um, the effect that living alone and quote-unquote loneliness um, has on... A person. Okay. Now, in our uh, bodies, uh, we've managed to develop uh, different reactions to certain things over our lifetime. And over our, when I say lifetime, I mean a Homo sapien lifetime since, you know, we walked out the ocean. Okay. So when we were on the plains of Africa, and we were in our own tribes. We very much were a community of people, mm-hmm. um, and we would we would feel safe when we were in numbers. We would hunt in numbers, and we would generally spend all of our time around people. However, what has developed over time is because we spent so many years 
millennia, in fact, uh, living in these com communities, when certain branches of our population began to become nomadic and would would get walk away from the tribes and live out alone, um, we actually developed a reaction in our brain to being alone that is completely subconscious. Okay, you following with me so far? Just about. Okay. Fine. When we were in groups of people in our tribes, we would always have a lookout for dangers. Uh, we would have a lookout for, obviously, if we're going to sleep at night, um, they would always have someone that would be a, a lookout in case a big you know, beastie came towards them. Yeah. But what has been found is we have developed these they're called micro awakenings during the night when we are alone and you might be thinking oh everyone wakes up when they're asleep when you're alone you actually wake up more and quicker and go back to sleep quicker while you're asleep uh, when you're trying to sleep so this is because when we were our nomadic people that stemmed away from the tribes we didn't have anyone watching our backs. So what we would do is we would be asleep and then we'd wake up, check any dangers and go back to sleep. But that's become such a natural reaction within our bodies that's developed in our uh, DNA over time that this actually happens regularly to people that live and are alone. And I thought, when I was reading this in the book, I thought, ah, there's no way. Like, there, there, there's no way. But there's actually been some studies on this, and they actually found a branch of the um, Amish people, and they what they did was they went um, to this group of people and they said, "Look, we're we're not going to um, breach your beliefs. We're not going to do anything like that. All we want to do is take some of you away and have you spend a couple of nights away from the tribe, and we just want to basically take notes and see what happens." And they said, okay, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, as long as you don't like, breach our beliefs, etc. So they take a couple of people and they isolate them completely away from the main group and community. And what they found was they actually would wake up more frequently during the night than the people who were in a tribe, in a group of people. And it's incredible to think that it's not just that that has happened. Because people who are alone, they are more cautious. And we've always said, oh, yeah, you know, single people, they don't want to give their heart to people for X, Y, Z reasons because of, they don't want to get hurt. It's actually being tested again in these scenarios with the Amish people as well. Uh, the people who live alone and are alone, they pick up on danger quicker than people who do not live alone and who are in couple, live at home with their families. And that I find is ridiculously interesting. Yes. I'm very confused. <laughs> I'm Why are you confused? Why are you confused? I, I, it, it was, that was quite a, a deep, uh, yes. I just found it really, really interesting that, 
our because obviously we know the people the, the mothers um when they when they've obviously given obviously they've given birth otherwise they're not mothers um and they've had they've got kids and it's actually been known that they react quicker and they they have an actual neurological reaction to a to a baby crying it doesn't actually have to be theirs any baby crying in the vicinity if you are a mother you're you actually have a neurological reaction that happens to you and it and you react quicker than people who are not parents so i can understand it and to be honest i get it as well i i can see it like i i barely sleep when i'm you know in my flat but then i'll go up to uh, see my brother over a weekend and i'm around people and or I go to see my parents and I do, I do sleep through the night. It's crazy. Uh, so it's, that, that is weird because I don't sleep at all. Mm. I, struggle, I, I struggle all the time, but that doesn't, that's, I struggle when I, sorry, that I struggle when I'm at home here in yeah. El Bizzle, but I yeah. also struggle sometimes a lot when I'm down there yeah. um, with, the, with the family. Um, but what you were saying about the, the, the crying child, I have that as well, where obviously I don't get up and react to it because I don't have a child, but, and I'm not a mother, I just clarify, I'm not a mother. Um, but if I hear a, a, a crying baby, like in the vicinity, I'll be like, oh, where's that coming from? Yeah. So maybe I was just like... Uh, a human trait that is, you know, unlocked in some people and I don't know, dormant maybe in the yeah. other until that person has a child of their own. Or is around a family member, which is obviously a, a very young child. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is honestly so interesting how the brain works. But um, yeah, we're going to move on to. We're going we're gonna to leave the deep conversation behind us and we're going to go... It's Mussy. Are we ready for this? Oh, for God's sake, so good. So, this is from Dead Bedrooms. And this is titled, I said something I shouldn't. Okay? Well, we've all done that, so good. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. So... There is a little note to this, and the author of this uh, lovely piece has said, I'm not a native speaker, so be patient with me. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I don't know how to fix this. Day in the morning, we had a discussion, and the topic of sex came up. He told me something like, this discussion, we're not going to have sex as punishment. And I couldn't help it. I laughed. And I said, of course, since we have sex all the time. Sarcasm, obviously. I will really miss the minute and a half that you last. In brackets, which is true. And of course, he felt offended. Because I had never touched the subject of his sexual performance. And in the tone that I did, full of sarcasm, he threw juice at me. He was furious and affected by what I said. In the end, we talked and I tried to fix what I said, 
but he was left with this feeling that I humiliated him and the atmosphere feels tense. I feel bad for what I said and I was, and it was not the best way to express my frustration. How do I fix this? Uh, mm, yes. We can't really fix it. I think she should just um, walk away because you're both dicks. Um, everyone, everyone in the comments is attacking the guy for say like weaponizing sex, but in a relationship, there are ways to have certain conversations, and having a, a I think having a conversation about you know something so 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 um, intimate about like you know sexual performance and things, you need to have like as a conversation not as a sarcastic heavily sarcastic comment so the whole yeah i just think the whole thing is a little bit flawed and they just need to walk away um but they're seeking advice matt dyer so what would your advice to her be well as you know Sagora, i am an absolute expert in this uh topic of conversation i yes you have been a sluzzer uh, thank you, Mark. <laughs> I have uh, um, I don't know I don't know how you would fix that I mean okay if do you know wa- I, I actually do yeah if she wants to fix it sit down have a conversation and say look I should never have ever said what I did the way I did it what I should have done is approach the conversation with you completely differently. Um, And we should have had it as a more constructive conversation rather than you feeling attacked by me by laughing about the fact that you last a minute and a half. Well, it was almost used as like an insult in a way, wasn't it? And it's kind of like, um... the trouble is with men, and I speak as a man myself, just to clarify, Hmm. is... um... I don't think, on the whole, we take too kindly to our sexual performance being evaluated, shall we say. Yeah. Um, is that Would you say that's correct? <laughs> I think it's difficult because um, when it comes to intimacy and it comes to this, these conversations, either sex finds it difficult and girls unfortunately they they have a lot of societal pressures to look a certain way be a certain way and appear a certain way and appear a certain way to their partner and guys we don't really well we do have certain um factors from society that we do have we do think about but equally on the whole we just kind of just go for it as bad as that sounds (laughs) Um, That's a horrific statement, so go on. Look, does a stag worry about all of the tourists driving by? No, he doesn't. He just hops on top, gets his head down, and goes for it. Depends if he's chained to a tree or not, and all the stag party have taken all his clothes. That's a very good point, yes. You meant the animal, didn't you? Yes, I did, yeah, yes. I, yeah, I sort of twigged that halfway through what I was saying. <laughs> 
Stop. I thought you were taking the piss. No. I didn't know what a stag was for a minute. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, moving on. Yes, we're going to move on to the final story. Now, actually, Madam, I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. So there are two stories we're going to go for, and you get to pick the one you want to listen to. The first one is, am I the asshole for using my son's savings to get his stepbrother yes. a car? Yes, 100%. What an asshole. We don't need to do that. Or am I the asshole for going off my soon-to-be husband for returning my wedding dress? Oh. Oh. I think we'll go with that one, Sakura. Okay. Let's do it. Bye. I'm a 29-year-old female. (laughs) You're not far off. You wash your mouth out. I'm a 29-year-old female. And my 33-year-old soon-to-be husband and I are getting married soon. Wedding planning has so far been going all right, except for a few things he and I argued about, like the venue and flower girl. Now, we've been arguing about my wedding dress. This might sound cliche, but ever since I was young, I dreamed of having my own beautiful wedding dress. I can afford it, but my soon-to-be husband thinks that it's not okay to waste a couple of thousands on a dress I'm only going to wear once. Okay, yes, he might have a point there, but for one, this is a typical price for wedding dresses, and two, because it's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, then why not make make sure it's special? My soon-to-be husband still wasn't convinced and suggested that I rent a dress instead of buying one. He started saying that I'm being irresponsible with money and brought up how much money I've already put aside to rent a face, he means makeup, wear fake hair, he means extensions, but I have this vision of what I want to look like, so to speak on my wedding, and I think that it's my right as a bride. I went ahead and purchased the dress with my own money, but a day later, I find that it's missing from my closet. I freaked out, but he told me he returned it and got the money back. I was shocked. I asked him, why did he do that? And he said he thought the the dress was ridiculously expensive that I was wasting money and again suggested I go rent one. I blew up and went off on him. Not in, sense, not in the sexual sense. She did not go off on him. She went off at him, I think she meant to say. Anywho. I nearly, I just nearly read that wrong. Sorry. I nearly read it as I blew off. Um, no, she didn't do that either. <laughs> I blew off on him. <laughs> I blew him up. No, I don't. No, no. (laughs) I blew up and went off on him, which I've never done before. He literally took a few steps back. No, stop. (laughs) I can't not hear that now. (laughs) Okay, go start again. I blew him off and went up on him. (laughs) 
Better do that one again. Like, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <clears throat> no, come on. Come on. I can do this. I can do this. I blew. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a breather. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Do you want me to say it and we'll add it no, in? No. Okay, here we go. I blew up and went off at him, which I've never done before. <laughs> Goldfish, do you remember in Looney Tunes, Marvin the Martian? Yes. Just confidence of him for some reason that I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm picturing that the pig community cheats. All right, come on, Sagor. We can we can get through this. Come on. Okay. <clears throat> I blew up and went off at him, which I've never done before. He literally took a few steps back and told me to calm down. He said I had no right, but I'm the one paying for the damn dress. He got upset and said, "There's no." I'm paying for it myself in marriage, and that my attitude is setting the tone for what type of dynamic we'll have in our marriage. He kept on about how I must expect him to pay for everything while I keep my money or spend it responsibly, but I never tell him how to spend oh, his money. Can I just can I just interrupt very quickly? Yes. Is this guy being a on purpose or what? Uh, years. I mean, what, sorry. We'll carry on. We'll get. We'll go into this in a minute. So I'll do a full try. Okay. Okay. I responded that he gets zero say in how I spend my money whatsoever. He told me that I should grow the fuck up and stop with the dream wedding dress cliche. Then stormed off to call his mum. Oh, what a... Who chewed me out saying that she won't let me ruin her son's financial stability with how I deal with my... Oh, right, bin him off. Get rid of him. Bin him off. Call it off now. She, too, urged me to rent a dress or buy a cheaper one, way cheaper than the one that I picked, and move on. But I declined. And this is uh, an added extra. I'm going to put it in now so that we can actually fully dissect this situation. Mm. This is for the repeated questions. Yes, he still has the money and he said he'll give it back once we agree to a solution. Might I? Okay, that's what? theft. What? That's theft right uh, there. Dick! No, say the word, Sakura, because it is what it is. Complete and utter yeah. What? I don't want to sound stereotypical, mm. but 
As soon as you said that he rang his mum, yeah, I thought, what a posh twat. <laughs> they do though, don't they? The hey, upper mommy. class, the mommy upper help. class, they get mummy. Uh, this person, she won't let me do this. Mummy, this is what I imagine. The, on a wedding dress. This isn't what I imagine the 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 entirety of the Conservative Party are like. Well, yeah. Um, the thing that drives me mad is in this whole situation, he's coming across so 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 controlling and borderline aggressive in yep. his demeanor and how he's yep. interacting with her. I think she just needs to get out of this. I think she just needs to turn her back on him and run away. It's seriously, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, would you like to hear some of the comments? Yes, I would. Sagawa. Okay. We're going to dive in with uh, someone who's actually supporting uh, her in this. Okay. Hang on, there were people that are not supporting her. Well, n- no. Um, there's just people that are like just making a joke about the whole situation. In a oh, way. okay. Well, they can get in the bin as well. What's the point? I'll, I'll come back. I'll come to one later, and you'll agree with it anyway. But anyway, okay. anywho, Carol, not the asshole, but please hold, pause, press the button. There are some serious red flags here, and you need to look more closely before you get married. Number one, you had a disagreement. You and he are obviously on two sides of this issue, but he took it upon himself to force his solution to the situation, which is problematic. Number two. Where's the money he got back on the dress? Was it returned to a credit card? Is it your credit card? Was it cash? If so, where's the money? It's important to establish. You said that you spent your own money on this dress. Has he taken that money for himself? Has it gone back to a joint account? This is important information for you to have. Obviously, she did answer that. Number three, his mother has put herself in the middle of this argument and, not unsurprisingly, on the side of her baby boy. Does she do this often? Do you want to live the rest of your life with her interfering from the outside in disagreements that belong squarely within the circle of your household? I'm begging you, look into this more deeply. Do not sweep this under the rug. I know we are taught that marriage is the be-all and end-all, but please do not rush into past indicators that this marriage may be a very pretty trap for you. The next comment is, his mother didn't put herself in the middle. He ran to call his mummy after the argument and invited her into it. Also, OP said in a comment that he now has the money from the dress and is hanging on to it until things are resolved, i.e. she caves and does hit things his way. Girl, run. You don't want this. Consider it a bullet dodged. And the final one is, maybe the theme of the wedding is red flags. The bridesmaids will wear red, the groom will have a red suit, and the aisle will be lined with increasingly big red flags until she reaches the altar, which is actually just a tent made out of one giant red flag. Can I just say, Sokoba? Yeah. Is, uh, I'm not a woman, okay? 
But oh, wow. oof. I do know that um, marriage for some, not not just women actually, for men as well. It depends on like if you're religious and whatnot. Marriage for a lot of people is the most important day of their life. Yeah. Okay. Now, women on the whole, they they dream from an early age how their wedding, their perfect day, will go. Okay. Yeah. If they want to spend a certain amount of money on an item of clothing that they're wearing, yeah, you go, girl. That's all exactly. I'm saying. Do what, do what you want. I mean, honestly, I just... anybody that tries to interfere with what the other person is wearing on their wedding day. I know what you mean. Yeah, but the thing that drives me mad is I bet in this whole scenario he has gone to his boys and said, "Oh yeah." We're going to have this amazing bachelor party. Like we're going to go on this be- the best stag do, like, and all of this. And it's just turning into. Um, I'm sorry to bring this political, but it's a bit like Keir Starmer having a go at Boris Johnson and the, and the Conservatives, uh, saying you you had all of these parties, you you did all of this, and yet he went off and had parties himself, like. Just bat smart, boys. Just bat smart. What the fuck are you doing? Like, you don't go out to the crease and go for fours and sixes. Just take a couple of hits and remember what is coming down the line. Like, just if you're going to go off at your fiance and say to her, stop spending thousands and thousands and thousands on this dress, something that will make her happy, something that will make her day. Because let's be honest, getting married to you. She's going to like it, just not on that day. That day is for the dress, for her fa- for the family, for the photos, for the experience. After that, she's got X amount of years, or in your case, hours, to enjoy it. Because as men, we know that we can enjoy certain parts of the wedding day, but the ultimate part of the wedding day is to make your wife feel beautiful make your wife feel like a princess and feel and nobody's so... gonna feel like that if they're in a rental dress no they're not and what's he gonna say about her shoes shoes aren't cheap oh you gotta rent those shoes as well darling fucking no what yeah we no. can't actually afford to have any of your family at the at the, uh, at the reception so we've just rented some actors they were cheaper oh yeah, we, we couldn't actually uh, get a cake. So what we've done is um, we've rented one from the previous wedding. There's a slice cut out, but don't worry about that. It's just... Uh, oh, what a prick, Segura. What a prick. A cockwomble, if you will. Uh, uh, he is the... Well, yes, he's a, he's probably got a tiny cockwomble, but he is a dick, man. Like, honestly, this is... Uh, he is a cockwomble of the highest order, Segura. Yeah, I think we're more annoyed about this because we know that if we were in his scenario, we wouldn't dare do anything that he's doing. And we Especially actually... the fact she was paying for it herself. It's her money. Like, it's her money. That's... That he, is now, he now has possession of. He is holding on to her money as well out of all of this. And she spent thousands on a dress that she loves. And he is holding on to her money saying, you're going to do it my way or you're not getting your money back. Yeah. I would take a, a knife to his car tires, I think. I would, 
my mind raced when you said get a knife. I was like, I tell you, I tell you what, if he's if he's not going to refuse to give the money back, you find his pride and joy, and you do more than five grand's worth of damage. That way, you're equal. We went down very different routes with the grabbing the knife scenario. I thought you were going to chop his balls off, but instead with the slashing his tires. That that was a journey. You went so we. I went for uh, vandalism. Yes. What you went for is GBH. That's Why? not okay. I'm pretty sure it's in the Bible. Piss off, piss off the wife. Have no life. Like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, take away. Take uh, me to the mall, or I'll cut off your ball. Just singular. You have one because we need to have children, yeah. but you you're gonna lose the other one. But honestly, no. Um, yeah. To wrap this up. Men suck. And that's all we've got time for this week. Oh, you've only just got back. I know, I know, I know. And I can't even say, like, to go onto the socials because um, we've also been on a spastical from there. But if you want to check we took, out... Ourselves... We took a complete holiday, so Gobble, all right? Yes, we did. If you, if you check your Instagram... Now, yeah. after you posted what you posted earlier, you'll see a little thing that I posted while you were talking earlier. But I, um, it wasn't explicit a little thing of yours, was it? I mean, no. Anyway, if you want to see whatever Matt posted, Madar, how, how will they see that? How will they find it? Uh, you can find it on our Instagram page, which is at Antics. Um, you can also visit our TikTok. Now, I'm going to be honest, the TikTok has not been updated recently, but Sam and I will be doing more in the near future, I'm sure. Um, yep. you can, and that is also at Sam and Antics. Um, you can visit our Facebook page, uh, which is the Sam and Antics podcast. Or you can send us an email. Now, please send us an email, because I haven't had any to read, ever, apart from one. And it gets a bit lonely. So, you know, just write to me. See how I'm doing. And that is SamaAnticsPodcast at gmail.com. And all that's left to say is, we're going to listen to Matt Dyer give a dramatic reading. Here he is. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good friends. Goodbye, because now it's time to go. But hey, I say, all that's okay, because we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. And tomorrow, just like today, the moon the bear and the big blue house will be waiting for you to come and play to come and play to come and play bye now